It's what? Bach. All right, it's Bach. It's Bach. It's Bach. All right, listen. So when we were driving today mm-hmm. down the highway, yeah, and I looked back, and I, I wanted to tell everybody this. I looked back, and on the pickup truck I was driving mm-hmm. was our garbage can. Yeah, because I was. It was on the back of the truck, but earlier you had gone to the landfill. Yes. And you had taken the garbage over. I did. I did. And and so then later on you came back and we decided to go off. Mm-hmm. And I looked back and the garbage can was in there. And I said to you, Ruthanne, you left the garbage can on the truck. And you said, it's not my responsibility. No, I never take the can off. I know, but then you said, it's not my responsibility that you didn't do your pre-trip. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> I did say that. I'm like, I gotta admit it. It was a good. It was one of the best comebacks I've heard in a long time. From you. I, from me. So from now on, if I didn't check something, you're gonna say I didn't do a pre-trip. Or right. Whatever. Oh, yeah. So welcome to the show. Hello. The show. The show. Um, we've got a bunch of stuff today. Um, couple things about autonomous trucks. You know, I've got a. A, uh, a, of course, I have some statistics today on the uh, most intense um, states for um, truck inspections and the least intense states for truck inspections. So we're going to read that also today. Sounds interesting. It is interesting. And then, of course, we got a new segment. We're going to kind of bring in some sites to see in each state. And this week, we're going to start off with Alabama and um, Alaska. Yes, we're going to go alphabetic- alphabetically. Not that most truckers will ever see Alaska. You don't know. You know, that is that is the state that I never got to drive a load to Alaska, but you and I flew to Fairbanks. Actually, we flew to no. um, uh, Anchorage. Mm-hmm. And then from Anchorage, we flew to Fairbanks. You're looking at me like, hmm, he's right. I can't believe I don't remember that. Yeah, we flew to Anchorage. We sat in the airport all night. Then we jumped on a plane, and it was like a hour flight or whatever. I forget what it was to Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. And then Tyler picked us up at the airport. Mm-hmm. This was when we went to pick up our son and drive him. This was cool. We drove from Fairbanks, Alaska to Minot, North Dakota. Yes. In a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. But it was really cool because we went through Alaska, mm-hmm. and then we went into what's called the Yukon. Yeah, in Canada. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. That was, I mean, if if any, and we we're gonna have some sites to see in Alaska. But if I could recommend any state for a truck driver to take at least one load, it would be Alaska. Would you not agree? I think that um, it's a a great place to be able to see because, you know, they do have, I mean, it's not like they're totally different, but they are different than the rest of the United States. Well, the wilderness. Right. Especially the the further north in Alaska you can get, the wilderness was just unbelievable. It's just something you have to see for yourself. It was 
off the charts amazing. Are you having an issue? <laughs> With the mic stand I was. But so, no, anyways, going back to Alaska just for a second. If you're a truck driver out there and you get a I've talked to truckers over the years. And you know what they say a lot of them when I say, hey, man, you should try to find a company that goes to Alaska. You know what they always say? Hmm. Not me, man. I'm not going to go up there. No way. Well, they probably think that, you know, with the snow and the ice, because you got the ice road truckers and stuff, when they, they've already got that, that view of it. Now, granted, we did go to Alaska during that time frame of being cold. It was snowing. I think it was November when we were there. So it was really cold. Like, my nostrils, you know, like when it gets so cold, your nostrils stick together from breathing. It's like those nose hairs all kind of like uh, get together and, and they get like little crystallized on it from your like your nose yeah well that was that was that trip you know our nose hairs were a little stuck together it was really cold ruthann doesn't have hair hardly anywhere on her body she's one of those people with no peach fuzz or hardly at all meanwhile i'm the hairy guy well i, I don't have as much hair do as you, have, you do you have hair in your nose i never even noticed that yeah well i use you that pluck little it. You no pluck it. i don't pluck it that's like crazy but i do use one of those little nose trimmers I've pulled the hair in my nose out already. I know. And it makes your one eye squint. And you and you grab your nose real quick and you rub it because it's like... It's, it's See, nice. I'm not stupid like that. I don't pull them out. Yeah. I just use the little clippers that you're supposed to use for your nose hairs. I'm a man. I pull them out. So, so going back to Alaska, um, just one-time drivers. If you can get one trip to Alaska, I don't care if it's in the winter... It is worth it. I mean, you hear all the nightmares. Everybody, oh, you better make sure you have fuel. I mean, and yeah, there are some long stretches you go without seeing anything except wilderness. But when you see Buffalo right on the interstate, um, there's a section when you get into... No, this is in Canada. Yeah, when you get into the Yukon from uh, Alaska, there's a section that is gravel still. Like It's like going back 100 years. And if you just want to see breathtaking, amazing mountains and wildlife, get a trip to Alaska. Anyways, we have some sights to see in Alaska. We have some sights to see in Alabama this week. And then we have some articles we want to go over. And we are going to go ahead and take a quick break. Drivers, if you're looking for a local home everyday driving job, apply with Carter Lumber today. They have positions for Class A and Class B local drivers. They can take experienced drivers, students, and non-CDL drivers. With over 160 locations, chances are they have a position for you. So go to carterlumber.com forward slash talkcdl and apply today. Again, that's carterlumber.com forward slash talkcdl. Thank you. Truck Parking Club is a network of instantly reservable daily and monthly truck parking locations throughout the U.S. Truck Parking Club helps connect truckers to truck parking locations throughout the U.S. via truckparkingclub.com. Our networks is made up of property owners that have locations adequate for truck parking to list on the platform. This includes trucking companies, storage companies, CDL schools, trailer leasing companies, real estate investors, truck parking operators, and more. Go to truckparkingclub.com today. 
Hey drivers, are you sick of watching the other drivers bypass the way station while you are held up going through yourself? Well, download DriveWise today at www.drivewise.com. That's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E.com. And start bypassing the scales yourself. If you're a small carrier, an owner-operator, or even a big fleet looking for something better, check out DriveWise today. And remember, there's no equipment, no transponders needed when you're using DriveWise. Check them out for a free download at www.drivewyze.com. If you're a driver looking for a new trucking job, check out NCI. NCI offers the following. New Kenworth T680s, competitive wages, solo team and students welcome, plus a full benefit package for you and your family. Check them out today at 888-311-7076. That's 888-7076. And tell them TalkCDL sent you. We are back. So, um... Obviously, we weren't on the air this past week because we were out of town, and we try to do our recordings, um, unlike a lot of podcasts. We don't try to... We don't like to do too far ahead. Yeah, we don't want to have one in the... what they Like some of these podcasts out there, they, they do what's called putting them in the bank. So they'll do a podcast, and I'm not putting them down, but they'll do a podcast for two, three weeks out. Yeah, we usually don't. Yeah, we we kind of like to stay with whatever is, you know, we're in the mood for first off, and second off, we try to stay with current stuff. So, okay, onward to the show, Ruthann. We are back this week. Oh, yeah. and this week's atti- uh, uh, attitude. <laughs> this week's attitude. Now, this, this week's uh, uh, episode was an old episode of Johnny Acid. In case anybody was thinking Johnny's back, you know, that was actually a 2017 episode. It was like five years ago, the episode that we played. And I uh, hope you guys liked it. But anyways, we are back. Um, so in the news, Ruth, I wanted to, to talk about this real quick. Too Simple, which is spelled T-U-S-I-M-P-L-E. Too Simple prepares to exit U.S. autonomous trucking market. I'm serious. Now, this was the same place that you laid say off. Exit, right? Like they're leaving it. They're leaving okay. it. Okay. They're the, and they're the second major autonomous maker that has left the U.S. market. In fact, Too Simple was leading the pack number one at one point. Really? Yeah. It says it says um, in a 180 degree turn from free previous plan, startup focuses on China and Asia. So they're moving out of America, and they're going to go and concentrate on China and Asia. And I, I don't know. Maybe it's because they're less stringent. You know what I mean? Maybe, you know, with the U.S., um, it costs more to produce something here. It does. Well, maybe that or, you know, we're a little bit more. Well, I'm just more saying. More people against it, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. And, and that's another point. We may have more people against Well, we know we have a lot against it. Mm-hmm. It says, having laid off more than half of its U.S. workforce and turned its attention to China 
autonomous truck software pioneer, Too Simple, is taking steps to exit the U.S. market it once led. Hear that? They I were, hear that. They were actually at the forefront. Yeah, they led it. Yeah, and so that tells you something. Now, they're investing billions of dollars to try to, you know, get rid of truckers. I mean, seriously, it's what's going to happen. That's exactly what they're looking at. If you bring in autonomous vehicles eventually, especially if it's, you know, they keep saying that their goal is to not have any men in the vehicle. Well, if that's the case, that means truckers are, you know, getting ready to be kicked out. But mm-hmm. to me, when the leaders, okay, um, I'm trying to think, who was the other one? It's, oh, Embark. Embark used to also be a big one that um, sold itself out. So you had Embark and you had Too Simple, and they're both gone now. It says the move follows months of turmoil in the boardroom that sustained, that stained its reputation. It includes exploring a sale of its U.S. operations. A Too Simple exit would be the second major player in autonomous trucking to leave the field. Startup Embark. Remember I was just telling you about Embark? Mm-hmm. Well, Embark left uh, previously back in May. They sold out for $71 million. So now here we are, right? A couple of years into this big billion-dollar autonomous industry where they're going to make trucks think for themselves and be able to drive without human beings in them. But now the two leaders are are gone. Hmm. What does that tell you? That it's not a good idea to get into autonomous trucking? I, I mean, I think, well, I think I was reading in the article, it said it's not profitable, I guess. So there they are. They're just spending money to make this happen. And, and, and I think investors had pulled out of either them or the Embark, one of them, had they were their stock went from whatever down to like next to nothing because um it's just not what they think it's going to be i don't i don't see how you can listen this is not hollywood now i'm not saying it won't ever be where vehicles don't drive themselves okay maybe maybe when you look at it you know like with with pepsi right Pepsi does the autonomous vehicling. They have the autonomous trucks, but they don't have many. No, Pepsi no. has Pepsi has um, the bad, the, like the Teslas and that, well, but they're not I, autonomous. They're they. You're talking about the. Oh, the, yeah, I, you're right. You're right. Yeah, te- it's, yeah, it's it's the it's it's the electric. Yeah, they're, and they're putting light loads on it. Because of the fact that it drains the battery so fast. That's what I was thinking of. Right. So when you look at it being the autonomous and with the FMCSA stating, remember we had the article a little bit ago where it said that they had to have a person in the vehicle because of it. They had the different levels and it said about you had to have the, the person in the, in the vehicle at the, in the tractor. Right. Yeah. California voted to have right. um, a mandatory truck driver in, you know, and, and I don't usually agree with California, but on this I do. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then we also looked at Texas being like really the biggest hub for, um, autonomous trucks to, uh, for testing grounds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would love to truly be a fly on the wall and just to see how often the truck driver has to grab the wheel. Which kind of fly would you be? Well, I wouldn't be one of those ones that land on shit 
I would just, <laughs> I would just be a gnat. A gnat? A gnat. One of those annoying ones that like fly around your face and then next thing you know, it's like on your lip and you're trying to hit it away. One of those? I'm already that. <laughs> no, but no, seriously, um, I'm trying to keep my mind on this for a second. So anyways, I don't want to um, stay on this autonomous thing. I just wanted to basically announce that, you know, here they are again. Bad news for the autonomous industry. Good news for the truck driver. Um, I don't know if it's going to be in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Um, but I, I don't think they're going to give up. But at this point, you know, good news for drivers. There's another manufacturer um, taking the plunge. Yeah, so I agree. I, I, I'm not one that goes after the autonomous. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it either. It means truckers are out of work. Anytime you take working people, not even just truckers, anytime you take any working human being out of the It's like when we were in Virginia all week, right? On our way back, we stopped at McDonald's. And I stopped there for coffee in the morning, right? And, like, there's a line of people, and they're using the kiosk. Mm-hmm. And some, some guy walked in. You were out in the car. Some guy walks in, right? And he, he only has cash. And he's standing there at the register, and the lady yells out, uh, you can use the kiosk, or you can wait quite a while till I can get to you. And he just says, well, does it take cash? The poor guy never really used one before. Mm-hmm. And it's like the McDonald's people don't even realize they're training, they're, they're training people to do their job. Mm-hmm. So when people now, it's like self-checkout lines. You know, I mean, there's less and less workers in stores. And this is really the goal of the rich, the, the guy that owns most businesses. He would rather cut. And, and we're being honest. You know, there's a lot of bad workers, but there's also a lot of good workers. And I hate to see them cut out. Anyways, let's move on. Moving on. Let's move on. I was actually starting to bore myself with that. You know, you ever bore yourself? I'm like, I'm sitting there reading and I'm going, I'm getting bored, but I'm still reading. It's kind of stupid. Yeah, I think I've, ha- I've had those situations before. Yeah. So, hey, so check this out. There was recently an accident um, a little while back. And this trucker, <laughs> this trucker, I mean, it's sad, but this trucker hit stop traffic. And here's the title. It says, driver was on TikTok in moments before fatal I-10 chain reaction crash. That's like so ridiculous. That's super ridiculous. I don't think I've ever really sat on TikTok. I mean, we have accounts, but I don't, I don't think I actually really... I, I never go on TikTok. But then again, that's, you know, we're not kids, so... I mean, not that, you know, you have to be a kid to go on it, but it says, here's what it says. It says, a truck driver was found to be using TikTok in the moments before a deadly chain reaction crash in Arizona earlier this year. It says, the crash occurred around 6.15 a.m. This was back in January. It says, he was in the eastbound lanes of I-10 near the Chandler Boulevard off-ramp in Chandler, Arizona. 36-year-old, okay, so he's a 36-year-old guy on TikTok. 36-year-old truck driver Danny G. Tyner, T as in Tom, I-N-E-R, Tyner, was arrested on Thursday, June 29th. It says, according to the Arizona News, Tyner originally said he was acknowledging a work message on his work tablet 
at the time of the crash. So basically, when they crashed, he tried to blame it on his dispatcher. Mm-hmm. I, I just got a message from my dispatcher and I was checking it out, which you're not supposed to be touching anything at all when you're in a, in a semi-truck. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't really matter if it came from your dispatcher or whatever you picked up. You're not allowed to pick up a handheld device at all. Right. That's right. like federal. Agree. And not only that, but most dispatchers already, if they're going to send you a message, they know that you're not going to get back to them immediately if you're moving because they know your tractor's moving. So I, I don't I don't think that still he can't, you can't use that excuse. All right. It goes on to say, he says by the time he looked up, he was so close to a line of stop traffic that he could not slow down in time to avoid the crash. He smashed into two cars, pushing them into one another, uh, another semi-truck, and two other cars. It says two cars crushed between the second semi and other vehicles. They also burst into flames, killing five. Mm-hmm. So these people didn't just die, okay, on impact. There's probably a good chance that maybe one or two died, you know, on the impact but there's probably a good chance that somebody burned alive, which is horrifying. It is. There's certain deaths that people don't want, mm-hmm. and I guarantee you burning alive is one of them. No, because it takes too long for you to pass out. I'm serious. I can't even imagine. It's too much pain you're going through. The screaming pain. That's mm-hmm. horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, those poor people. It says, since then, investigators from the FBI and the DPS examined Tiner or Tinner, how would you pronounce that? Tiner or Tinner? T-I-N-E-R. Tinner. Tinner? Tiner? Tiner's phone usage. So the FBI went and they, they um, and we've said this before, you can burn your phone and all they have to do is get a subpoena from AT&T or whoever you're... Right. They could ping your um, your um, actions right. off of the, the towers. Now, I don't know about a burner phone, though. I don't know this if they can trace that. Uh-huh. I think I, you know what? I, I don't know. Um, so it said they, they, they trace his phone usage, uh, the history, and they found that he had been scrolling TikTok at the time of the wreck. Uh, it says he's been booked in the jail on five counts of manslaughter, four counts of endangerment, and one count of tampering with physical evidence. All charges are felonies. So now... Um, so I don't know when they say he tampered with physical evidence, what did he do? Did he mess with his phone? Tried to erase things. That's probably what he tried to do. He probably went and, um, uh, deleted his TikTok account or whatever the case is trying, uh, you know, that's what I would guess the tampering was. That are like, you know how you close your screens out. If it's an iPhone, you close your screens out by swapping them up. Yeah. But if they would have taken his device, then they eventually would have been able to See it. But anyways, guys and gals, you know, you know, a sad part about this is, Ruthann, every year, a couple times a year, we read an article like this. The sad part is people don't listen. Right. You would think that that somebody out there would, you know, I've, I, you know, obviously everybody, especially if you're in a big truck, you can see people on their, in their four wheelers on their, there's, they're going down the, the, uh, thingy. In fact, we passed the big rig yesterday and I said, is that, is that guy falling asleep or what? And you said, no, he's on his phone. So there was a guy swerving all over the road and he was talking on his phone or surfing or whatever. I remember one time we did a, uh, 
an episode on a driver that had his cell phone taped to the middle of his steering wheel, and he was live streaming a soccer game. Actually, it was World Cup, I think, at the time. And DOT caught him and gave him a heavy fine. Um, honestly, you guys, I'm going to tell you something, and you guys can take my advice or not. Some don't. Um, eventually, it's going to catch up to you. You, you might have gotten away with it a hundred times. You might have, you might have actually been really cool as a cucumber, and you're driving down the road, and you're always looking up, and you're concentrating on driving and on the phone at the same time. But sooner or later, something's going to grab your attention that locks your eyes into that phone to where you don't pick your head up, and. That's what happened to this guy. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, but, you know, even if you don't go to that, you know, have that outcome where something tragic can happen, the police have methods to watch you in your tractor going down the street, and that's not worth it. What was uh, Sergeant, what was his last name? Morris. Sergeant Morris of the Kentucky State Police and DOT told us, that they literally sit on bridges. Actually, he said they actually sit up on banks in the woods. Mm-hmm. In the woods, guys, with binoculars. So just when you think you're going down the interstate and nobody's around watching you, um, you got flashing lights there's behind a, you. There's a bear watching you. Yeah, you, well, you, all of a sudden you're going down the road and you're going, where the hell did he come from? And here, here the guy's where? Where's he at? He's, he's in the trees, and then he's radioing five miles down the road for a another truck, uh, another mm-hmm. cop, and you're going, shoot, man, I, I wasn't on my phone when I went by you. I know, but you were on the phone when you went by my partner in the woods five miles back. Mm-hmm. And so, again, you guys that don't think you're going to get caught, you know, the, you know, to be honest with you, Ruth, the best thing that can happen to those guys is they get caught by the cops and get a fine. The worst is what happened to this driver. Right. Um, because, you know, let's be honest about this trucker. Danny Tyner, 36 years old. This guy might have been just a good driver. I, I shouldn't call him a good driver. If you're on your phone doing TikTok, you're not a good driver. But he might have been a driver that never had tickets. He might have been a driver that, you know, only had, say, one job in the last five years. He might have been a driver that, you know, I mean, had some even uh, awards, you know, mm-hmm. from his company on time delivery and all the other good stuff. He might have been a guy that was really nice to deal with. But you want to know something? He's also now a driver that's never going to be a truck driver. He's nev- There's nobody that will ever insure him. There's nobody that will ever hire him. In fact, he's probably going to do jail for X amount of years. And now when he gets out, he's only not only going to get out and be looking for a job, but on his resume, he's going to have no choice because computers follow you around. Mm-hmm. He's, it's now going to say on his reference, you know, d- uh, went to prison manslaughter, semi-truck or whatever, um, killed people uh, texting and driving or whatever the case is, whatever the title that is. So the guy might have been really a good guy, and now he's screwed. In in such a really horrible way. Because now you're thinking of all that he's going to lose that way, but think of his mind, knowing what he had done. Well, that's, you're right. There's another, that's another thing. He's got to live with the deaths of five people. Mm -hmm. But you know, I I often think, Ruthann, of weird things. Now think about this. I often think about how um, a driver, right? Or not just a driver, let's say a, um, anything that just weird happens. Do you remember, um, we were, I was working for that one company 
oh, um, up in Pennsylvania. Um, trying to think what their name was. But anyways, this driver had applied with us, and he had been with Warner for 15 years. Hmm. He had like 11 safe driving awards with this company. 11 years, like out of 15, safe driving awards. Guy had no tickets, no nothing. Zero. He was a good driver, and he stayed. He was a loyal truck driver. But guess what? The company that I was working for, which was Schaefer, you know what? They, 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 they said they couldn't hire him. You know why? Because mm-hmm. he had a rollover. He had, this guy had one, just one thing. Out of and and the reason I'm bringing it up is because you look at this guy that that just killed all these people, right? He might not have ever had any glitches, ever, and therefore maybe didn't fear being on TikTok because he was a good driver. He thought, mm-hmm. and here he is now, probably sitting in a cell because he just got arrested um, yesterday, actually, sitting in a cell, going, "What just happened to me?" Just it's like the Warner driver. He had 15 years uh, with the same company, no 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 tickets, no accidents, 11 years safe driving awards, and one day he rolls a truck over and he can't get a job, and he's sitting there going, "What just happened? My career was great." But in the meantime, most companies they can hire a guy with three minor accidents and like three speeding tickets and like 20 jobs in the last three years. That guy can get hired. But the guy that has this one weird thing happen to him, okay, a rollover, and now this guy here, and I'm not saying this is a weird thing this is total negligence when you run up the back of of a crowd and kill a bunch of people but in his mind he's got to be saying oh my gosh what just what did i do Mm -hmm. i agree how do i take this back how do i you, you know it's one of those moments in your life where you probably just keep replaying it and reliving it over and over and over and you're saying to yourself well oh my gosh if i would have just you know, n- not been on the phone watching videos. At 6.15 in the morning. Yeah. And I, and that's the sad part. I, ironically, you don't, you don't usually see many backups at 6.15 in the morning. So here he is. Ironically, mm, it, just, it just gets me when I see something like that. Anyways, Ruthann, um, I guess we'll see what happens and... We'll try to follow the story, follow up with it, and see what happens to this driver. Um, sad thing is he's he's done. Sad. Actually, the sadder part is people lost their life. I shouldn't, you know, I don't, I, I, yes, I do feel sorry for the driver, and I know a lot of people are saying, I don't feel sorry for that guy because he's, you know, he's a, he's a screw-up. He shouldn't have been doing it. And, and he, you're right. He shouldn't have been doing it. But I feel sorry for anybody that messes up. You know what I mean? When I say messed up, it's not like the guy was out selling drugs. He was out there trying to commit a crime. Now, yes, it is a crime to do what he was doing. But at the same time, it's like this guy is going to be the rest of his life. He's screwed. Again, I have compassion on him. But everything's rolling her hand like, come on, let's move on. But no, just, just let me say this so people don't think that I'm a weirdo. I have more compassion on the victims and, the, and, and their families than anything. I really do. I feel bad for him. And justice should be served, and this guy should go to prison for a long time. I just feel bad for everybody involved. Moving on. Ruth Ann's rolling her eyes. Come on, let's go. Moving on. Moving on. Hey, well, we haven't been here in two weeks. It's been two weeks. I want to talk to people, Ruth Ann. <laughs> <laughs> I missed... Yeah. 
I missed the microphone, man. <laughs> Y'all know my life now. <laughs> <laughs> she played patty cakes, man. No, I, I, I did. I, I, I missed it. My gosh. You know what? We never, we never hardly ever miss an episode. I think we missed an episode like three years ago when we were on an island for a couple of weeks. Oh, and I think we missed an episode when we were on that cruise for two weeks. But that's in, in a seven-year period, we might have missed three episodes. You know that? Hmm. So I, I did miss it. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Hey, check this out. This is, this is in, the, in the news also. Um, truck driver gets arrested, right, for pinning a woman against a trailer, threatening multiple people with a gun. This guy's a loony. Why do you hear this? This is a trucker. This is a trucker that did this. So it, uh, and I, I wasn't going to read all of it, but I'm going to read a lot of it because it's, it's, I don't want to say it's funny, but it's funny in a weird way. It's like, oh, my gosh, this guy's unbelievable. And he's a trucker. It says, a truck driver was arrested after he was seen pinning a woman up against a trailer on the side of a Pennsylvania highway last week. It says, the incident occurred on June 2nd in Franklin County, Pennsylvania on Interstate 81. Now, listen to this. It says, the incident started when 32-year-old truck driver Edward Nickens parked his truck at a pilot truck stop in Hagerstown, Maryland, and walked to get... Are you ready, Ruthann? He walked in to get ammunition for his gun and two pints of Jack Daniels. <laughs> it's not going to mix. <laughs> I thought that would get your attention. It's not going to mix. And I'm... So he parked in Maryland. Yeah, he's... Now, he's only... He's down on 81. Now, you remember in, in Maryland, 81 is what? How many miles is 81? It's not long. Like 25 miles or 15 miles. But he's in Maryland. On his way to PA. And stopped to get ammunition and, and JD. Li and liquor. Yeah, exactly. Two things that you shouldn't get together. In Maryland. Okay. Jack Daniels and bullets. Mm -hmm. Um it says, Nickens began drinking the liquor once he returned to the truck. So the woman he was traveling with, his girlfriend, told him he could not drive the truck. Nickens then became upset and loaded his Ruger handgun before pointing it at the woman. He threatened to kill the woman and her family and said he would shoot her in the back of the head if she tried to leave the cab. Ruh row. And she had no warning he was going to be this way? Well, <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, usually you, you know who you're with, right? Especially if you're an attractor. I mean, it kind of lets all the creepies out. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm hoping this ain't their first date. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great first date, I'm telling you. <laughs> now listen to this. It says, while at the truck stop, Nickens shot the gun into the air and into the grass towards a worker picking up trash. Nickens and his girlfriend eventually left the pilot and headed north on 81. The truck soon crossed into Pennsylvania and passed a way station where police and first responders were tending to a brush fire. I, I got a question real quick. Go ahead. So he stopped at a pilot in Hagers Hagerstown. Hagerstown. In Maryland. Correct. They sell ammunition there? Uh, you know, honestly and truly, that's kind of crazy. Because I thought you said truck stop first. It, it, well, it said he walked over. Wait a second. It said he, uh, let me go back to that. It said he parked at a pilot 
Maryland and walked. Oh, it says he okay. walked to get ammunition. So there was probably like a liquor store and a little convenience mall or something near the truck stop there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think the pilot was selling Jack Daniels, you know, buy two pints and get a free box of ammo. Well, it, it did make me, I, I did have to think about it for a second to figure out how yeah. the mechanics of that went around. I'm like, <laughs> and, and why would you sell ammunition that close to a truck stop? I don't know. It's kind of crazy. So listen to the rest of this story. Okay. It, it gets worse. It said, Nickens soon start. Now he's in Pennsylvania driving, right? It says Nickens soon started shooting at passing cars through his open truck window before pulling the truck over and demanding the woman switch seats with him. It's, that would be like you and I'd be like, okay, your turn to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Take the wheel. <laughs> Hurry up before they catch me. That's <laughs> like, he probably realized, shit, I, I'm, I'm whipping this gun out. They're going to be pulling me over. Put the woman in the seat. And I've been drinking. It said the woman refused. So um, Nickens punched her in the right side of her face, pointed the gun at her, and told her she would die if she did not move. The woman complied. Okay, since you cracked me in the face, I'll drive. Right? And I'm serious. Now, this is what happened. The woman complied, but quickly grabbed the gun off the dashboard and threw it out the window. So she actually had at least the smarts to get rid of the piece. Yeah. It says, Nickens then pulled the woman out of the truck, retrieved the gun. So most likely it sounds like when she just got in the seat before... As she was pulling out, threw it out. Then he probably pulled the air brakes on, jumped out, grabbed the gun. It says, Nickens pulled the woman out of the truck, retrieved the gun, and tried to force her back into the cab. But she refused. Nickens then fired shots at the woman, but missed. He must have been pretty blasted, you know that. Mm -hmm. So this guy's a whack job. I mean, he's a nutcase. It says, and she was able to break free of his grasp and run. Nickens chased her for a bit but soon got back into his rig and drove away, leaving her on the side of the road. Good for her. I'm glad. I was going to say, it's the best place she could have been. Yeah, exactly. It says, police arrived after receiving reports of a woman being pinned against a tractor trailer and found Nickens three miles north. He reportedly had bloodshot eyes and he had difficulty walking. Well, duh. He was on the second pint. <laughs> said, upon searching the truck, officers found a black Ruger 9mm handgun hidden in a sneaker behind the driver's seat. A 50-round box of ammunition with 30 rounds still inside, one shell casing, five rounds scattered around the truck, and two Jack Daniel bottles. One of them was empty. Nine rounds are still unaccounted for. It is unclear if any of the cars Nickens was shooting at actually were hit. Nickens was arrested and is facing charges of attempted homicide, kidnapping, aggravated assault, terroristic threats, unlawful restraint, simple assault, and reckless endangerment, Ooh. and DUI. He, you got to take a breath just to name all those. <laughs> it says he has a preliminary hearing scheduled for June. It must mean July 13th because it said he was arrested July or June 29th. So my guess is that's a misprint. He must have a preliminary hearing in two weeks. It says, last but not least, he was denied bail. Oh, darn. They denied him bail, Ruth. Oh, man. That's just an injustice. So if any of 
Nickens' friends were thinking about going up there with some money to bail him out. Turn your ass around. Dun, dun, dun. Nickens ain't getting out. <laughs> that was pretty bad. That's a really, I mean, we have probably out of all the articles we've done on the really bad drivers, I would say it's like maybe a half a dozen of like the really bad. That's one of them. Um, let's move on. Moving on. So I want to, I just want to go through these, these states. You know, we always like to whip out some stats. Won't take too long with this. We have inspections, intense, most intense inspection states versus least intense inspection states. Least, when I say intense, I mean they, they least enforce it or they most enforce it. Okay. okay. I, thought, like, I thought you meant like maybe getting down to the nitty gritty on the brake shoes versus, you know, not getting as nitty gritty and looking at rust and stuff. So if you're a truck driver and you're out on the road this week and you are in the following states, you probably can rest easy. You probably won't get inspected because the odds are against it. These are not our statistics here. Whose? Um, I think they're from Overdriver, one of those. Okay. All right. Because, you know, I don't want any driver to think that we were saying these are. <laughs> um, these are the ones we made up. <laughs> no. No, they're, they're, they come from a... a Feel easy. We're not going to inspect you. Yeah. Okay. So here, um, the uh, least amount of inspections by state, Louisiana. Yeah, they're a very light, a moderate, um, but they are one of the states that when they do inspect, 60% of their inspections or more are conducted on the side of the road So and not at a scale house. So here, here's what, that, what I got from that. You probably won't get inspected, but when you do, it's a doozy. Well, you probably won't get inspected in Louisiana, but if you do, it's by DOT pulling you over with a portable or something like that. Because um, it says that the um, fixed in, uh, scale houses, they are not real big on pulling you in. They're more, they're more intense with pulling you over, but they're still um, on, in the top 10 least, in, least enforced, put it that way. Number two would be Montana, least enforced. Nebraska is number three. Oklahoma is number four. So these are states that you can kind of cruise through. South Dakota being number five. Go ahead. Well, I, I just think that's because they're too afraid a tornado is going to come quick at them. You know, they're like, all okay. right, let's hurry up. Just get bye. Mm, that could be it. They didn't want to get a tornado up there, but Wisconsin, North Dakota, Oregon, Virginia. And Wyoming, and they were the least enforced states. The two states... Virginia? I, I wouldn't have thought Virginia would be in that category. And it says Virginia. I just... I, just I, I would think Virginia would be on the high side also. Right. But Virginia is one of the states, again, like Louisiana, 60% or more of their inspections are done roadside. North and South Dakota also are roadside. And the... the uh, um, state of uh, oh Nebraska is also a roadside inspection. Now check this out, Oregon, which is also one of the 
least. It's actually third least for, you know, you getting snagged there. Um, they are done at the scale house. So 60% or more of Oregon's inspections are done at the scale house. If by Versus chance, roadside. if by chance you actually get DOT'd. Now, now here is the most intense. And, and let me tell you how they, they figure this. They call it, um, it's by, it's by, uh, per mile. How many inspections lane per mile, they call it. And those were all number two and number ones. So they don't, it's, you don't get a lot of inspections in those states. And that's how they're ranked. Um, but now these top 10 are the worst. Arkansas. Arizona. Texas. Kentucky. I can see. I can see some of these so far. Yeah. New York. Definitely. New Mexico. Washington. And now here's your top three. Moving up three places in the last year, North Carolina. They used to be number six. Now they're number three. You go through North Carolina, and North Carolina, 60% of their inspections are by pulling you over also. Number two is Maryland. And they're actually, uh, North Carolina, Washington, New Mexico, New York, they all have a number six and a number seven beside them, meaning seven inspections per lane mile. But listen to the top two. Maryland with 11. And then the number one state for pulling you in and, and these people don't have, it's, that doesn't say 60% are by scale house or road, which means they're just hitting you every way they can. It's California with 15. Hmm. California that's, is the state to stay the hell out of. Yeah, that's, I agree with that one. Just yeah. stay away. Yeah, so if you're a driver and you're in Louisiana, okay, it's, you're not in the red zone. You go in the red zone as soon as you go into Arkansas, Arizona, Texas, Kentucky, New York, New Mexico, Washington, North Carolina, Maryland, and California. The odds of you being pulled over there are very great compared to the other states. And Ruth, and they are the most intense and least intense enforced states for truck inspections. And I can agree with most of those. So, Ruth Ann, I believe it's time now for our sights to see for truckers. Now, before you, you're going to read these sights to see, correct? I can. Okay. So, before we read these things, I want everybody to know we're trying to find out, and we do not know if there's truck parking at every sight to see. So, you may have to hit a truck stop and Uber to it, but a lot of them are very accessible. Okay, so with that being said, Miss Ruthann, let's start with the state of Alabama. What are some weird sites or some cool sites to see in Alabama? In Alabama, it is the Hank Williams Death Car. The Hank Williams Death Car. Yeah. It's located in downtown Montgomery on the east side of Commerce Street, just north of Bibb Street. It's three blocks west of City Hall 
or seven blocks east of I-65 at exit 172. During the final tour, soon after Hank and his chauffeur drove across the West Virginia state line, the chauffeur stopped at a gas station to fill the Cadillac's tank. At that time, he noticed that Williams was passed out in the back seat. When he checked on him, Williams' body was unresponsive and becoming rigor mortis. He was dead. Dead as a doornail. And you know, he was a pretty popular guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, you have Hank Williams Jr., but that's, I guess, Hank Williams Sr. Yes. Yeah, he's he was. So he, and they, I believe it goes on to say that they don't really know the cause of death, but the guy asked for a, 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 a recent shot of morphine to help with his back, and he was a heavy drinker. Yes. I believe that's what it said, right? Yeah, it, that's what it's saying. It's saying that he... Uh, he is known to drink often on the tour and had asked doctors to give him a shot of morphine to help with his back pain. Much has been made of these habits, but it's unclear if it was a contributor to his demise or not. So they're not exactly sure what killed him. And on this particular uh, area, what town was it in, Ruthen? Montgomery? Mm-hmm. And we, it's, we have a note here. Uh, we are not sure if there is semi-truck parking at the Hank Williams death car at that museum. Ruthann, what else you got? The um, Aniston chair. Okay. So the, the, oh, you're talking about the gigantic chair of Aniston, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So the chair is 31 feet tall and can withstout, withstout, withstand 85 miles per hour winds. It is made of 10 tons of steel and has a spiral staircase that leads to the seat. Supposedly, it also has the world's biggest wad of gum underneath it. Ha, 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 ha. Built in 1981 by the Miller's Office Furniture Store in Anniston, Alabama, and held the title until the creation of Broken Chair, a 39-foot-tall sculpture of a chair with one broken leg was installed in front of the Palais des Nations in 1997. Okay, so truck drivers. We're unsure if there's truck parking, first off, at the giant chair and the Hank Williams death car, which is in the middle of the museum in Montgomery. But these are sites... Remember, remember the movie Michael? Was it called Michael with John Travolta? Yes. What, remember they were like so amped up on going to see what? The yarn. The big ball of yarn, right? That's like they had to get to see the ball of yarn in that movie. So we thought, well, let's look for some weird stuff, okay, for truckers to maybe put it on their radar and, and say, hey, man, I want to get a picture of that. This chair, I've seen the picture of this chair, and it's gigantic. It's as big. It's bigger than the building. It's 31 feet tall. Right. So if you truck drivers um, want to see the, almost said the electric chair. The old Sparky. Yeah, the gigantic chair of Aniston or the Hank Williams death car. The death car, obviously, is the car that he was found dead in. Um, let us know. Write in and say, hey, we've seen it. Or even send us a selfie. We would love. <gasps> that would be awesome. Yeah, send us a selfie with any, because we're going to start, and we'll get better at it. Um, this is our first week doing this. Um, we will be naming at least two states every week until we go through the states of something weird that you might not have ever heard of. Alphabet- alphabetically, by the way. Right. We're going to go next week. I think it's Arizona and whatever's after Arizona. 
New Zealand. Um, New kidding. Zealand? I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's not even a state. Um, but anyways, um, we're going to find some weird stuff for you guys to check out on the road. And uh, make it a point to check it out and let us know. We'll maybe put your picture up here on our social media with thumbs up. All right, Ruthann, moving on. Moving on. Um, how about Alaska? Alaska um, is known for the world's largest chocolate waterfall. Now, we said in the beginning you probably won't ever get a trip to Alaska. But if you do get to Alaska, we had to include it because it is in the United States. Um, check out the world's largest chocolate waterfall in Anchorage, Alaska. Alaska is known for the cold, but the world's largest chocolate waterfall in Anchorage is pumping more hot cocoa confection than anywhere on the planet, consisting of a series of copper melting pots and split liquid chocolate into one another before the stream reaches a grand fountain that settles out into a pool of pure candy. The sweet attraction brings plenty of visitors into the Alaska Wild Berry Park store, which houses the Adity. So popular is the fountain that much of the chocolate has been donated by large chocolate companies such as Nestle and Guitard. Um, the falls pump over 3,000 pounds of molten chocolate down the 20-foot installation at any given time, although visitors are not allowed to swim in it. Please note that the store does not allow people to drink from the waterfall nor sell chocolate from the waterfall. It is on display. Ruthann, what does that remind you of? Chocolate factory? Yeah, remember when the kid fell in the chocolate factory and he went through the thingy? Yeah, he was the German kid. or Was he, was he German or he was Austria or something like that? It was the, And he was slurping the chocolate out of the river and he fell in and he went up the pipe and he got stuck and the mom was going all nuts. No. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yes, you, you would remember that. Chocolate. <laughs> so, anyways, if you all get to Alaska, check out the world's largest chocolate water. Of all places to... You know what I mean? This is what's really weird about these things. You're going, why is it in Alaska? You know it's what I mean? It's hot chocolate. Uh, well, maybe. Okay. Okay. Then, the last but not least... Um, attraction. We've been to it. I put it in there. This is our attraction. You and I have been yep. to. What does it say? It is the northern most northern Denny's. We were in the nor most northern Denny's. It's up in Fairbanks, Alaska. So what's unique about it is obviously that you can't get a more northern Denny's to eat at. It's kind of cool. They got stuff hanging in there and they serve reindeer sausage. Yes. Real reindeer sausage. Yes. It was pretty amazing because, you know, Troy loves sausage. sausage. I do. So Animal he, sausage. he had to try reindeer sausage. And Troy's one of these guys that when he goes into different places, he has to, it's like he's thinking that they're going to lie to him. So it's like, it's actual reindeer, right? And the lady goes, yeah, it's reindeer. Like real reindeer, right? Reindeer. Not the Santa's reindeer, but real reindeer, right? She's like, Yes, it's real reindeer. It's like when we walk into the dollar store and he goes, is everything a dollar in here? And the lady goes, yeah, everything's a dollar. He goes, what about this? Is this a dollar? She goes, that's a dollar. What about this? Is this a dollar? Yes, that's a dollar. That's Troy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not going to disagree with you. I double check everybody. Okay, Ruthann, we are at the end of this week's podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening so much. Ruthann, you do have the word of the day? I do. Awesome. I also have a... I'm feeling weird today. I've been odd all day. I'm just saying, it's like two weeks. I have been odd all day. But I do have something I wanted to mention. It's a, a segment that I'd like to start, that I, I've been wanting to do as far as like the heroes of the truckers and so forth. So, Aww. Yeah. But then you're just too sweet to these guys. I know. I love them. So you want to do so I wanna, trucker heroes? Well, when a driver does something extraordinaire, I want to make sure that everybody knows. So we're not just going to post bad news. I'm going to try and do... Um, something good too. So I need to balance it out. All right, let's hear it. Okay, so we have a driver. It's a log truck driver, a log hauler, that um, came to the rescue of a police officer that was being shot at in New York. So what happened was is the police pulled over this guy in an SUV for going a minimal of 100 miles per hour, right? They're at least going 100. So the cop finally got him pulled over. As the cop's walking up, a gun show, shoot, shows out of the, the pass or driver's side window and starts shooting at him. Well, this log hauler, who we don't know the name of uh, for privacy reasons, seen this going on. So what he did is he blocked, he came across the lanes and blocked the SUV from being able to pull away. So when that happened, the the passenger who had the gun jumped out and started running. They were able to get the driver that, you know, the driver of the SUV and get him under arrest. And they end up catching up with the... Trucker? Well, the trucker's still there. He stayed with them the whole time. Um, but they are able to catch the, the gunman. He actually decided to turn the gun on himself, but the, they evidently were running because they were robbing a bank. Was there more than one? It was two people in the vehicle. Oh, okay. So, so did they both get killed or did they only get one? They, they arrested one and the other one put it, committed suicide? Basically, but you know, they got him, they were able to at least catch him and he, he um, he ended up shooting him. He ended up shooting himself, and they caught him because he was sitting there, like couldn't do anything because he was like bleeding out type of stuff. But they said if it wasn't for the truck driver, they would have never been able to do this because the truck driver prevented them from leaving. And they feel as though now this is the New York State Police feel as though that this trucker was nothing short of heroic. And they genuinely believe that he prevented these individuals from terrorizing additional victims. Isn't that nice? Good for that. I wish we had his name. But, you know, obviously, you know, he probably, you know, at the moment he's like, all right, I'll block these assholes in. Right. And then after that, he's probably like, oh, crap. What if they find out who I am? You know what I mean? Because, like, obviously he he wants to remain anonymous. And I don't blame the guy because, you know, you got a family. You Mm -hmm. never know if this, if one of these assholes gets out of prison someday and then looks him up. And, you know, you never know. Okay, so yeah, I don't blame him. But hey, listen, if you're listening to Talk CDL and you are the trucker, the log hauler that that blocked this this guy in and saved the day, you know what? Honestly, here's to you, brother. Thank you for doing what you do. You didn't have to step up like that, but you did, and we salute you. Thank you. 
Ruthann, do you have the word of the day? I do. What is it? It is, let me pull it up towards the mic. Gourmandize. Gourmandize. Ready? Gourmandize. 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 Do you, what do you think it is? What 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 origin? Hmm. Uh, it's to me, it sounds like um, Swiss or or um, Gourmandize. Yes, yeah, so like Swiss or Poland or or probably more Ukraine. No, maybe not Ukraine, but I would say more like Swiss, New Zealand. Think no? of gourmet. Oh, really? Like French? There no. you go, babe. I knew you had it in you. Really? It's French, ni- uh, French um, 17th century, and it means to eat good food, especially in excess. I'm a gourmandizer. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> yes, we are. Because Troy made steaks today. Tell him what we ate for dinner, and everyone will let him go. We, we had um, steaks. And we like, had strips, right? We had strips. Yeah, there were strips. And with then, cheese. What kind of cheese? Um, we had brie. We had port wine. We had baby Swiss. And we had smoked gouda. Exactly. And then we had some mixed fruit. And some Ritz crackers. Well, I didn't have Ritz crackers. Some butter. I had other crackers. Some but butter, had, some jelly, and some honey. Yep. And then we cut up some New York strips and placed them on the cutting board. And we just kind of mixed little things up, and, and that was our dinner. That was our dinner. All right, Ruthann, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.